Let's get this party started. Well, here we are again. I'm Dwayne, and welcome to March's episode of Tinsel Tunes. The seasons are changing. It's autumn for us in the Southern Hemisphere, and of course, it's spring for you in the Northern Hemisphere. But as I look out my window, I don't think anybody has told the weather maker. And by all accounts, the weather is on its own schedule, because it still feels like summer here. We are now at nine months to go until Christmas. It seems like a long way to go, but for me, these hot months go by very fast. And as we get into winter, they do seem to drag. But perhaps that's because this year, I'm thinking about Christmas more than usual because of this podcast and with all the research and prep that goes into it. This is a very special episode as this is our first Patreon-inspired one. Anyone who pledges to tier 3 of $10 a month can choose the theme song for that episode as well as their own 5 top song list. And this month our good friend Todd Killian has the honour of being the first and his choice of song is Oh Holy Night. But before we take a listen to our feature, I would just like to clarify something from last episode. Well, a couple of things actually. The first one is the bloopers at the end of the episode might not have made any sense. Uh, What it was is my wife was walking through the room where I record, trying not to make any noise, but as her clothes rustled, she lost it and started giggling. And then, of course, I giggled back. So that's what that was all about. And the second one was Welcome to Wonderfalls. Um, he was the artist that I highlighted last month. Uh, and he just dropped me a few words. He says, thanks, Dwayne. Great episode, and it was awesome to be included. Also, my friend has done all the awesome artwork of all my Christmas albums. And she's an artist, and her name is Faith. And he put links to Instagram, which I'll put on the show notes for this episode. But they are the ones that I posted on the social media last month. Now, I also want to say thank you for all those who contacted me after the horrific events that happened in Christchurch last week. That happened on the 15th of this month, where 50 people lost their lives in a terror attack here in Christchurch. I'm based in Hastings, which is about 1,500 kilometres away. So without going into too much, I just want to say thank you to those who gave us some thought and dropped me a line and wished us well. Thank you very much. Okay, now it's time to get to it. Now Todd, who is the inspiration for this month's episode, he's also a great supporter of the other Christmas podcasts, many of which you'll find on the Christmas Podcast Network, of which we are a member. Uh, One, for instance, is one called Hallmark and Jess. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Jess. And we're we're Hallmark Hallmark and and Jess. Jess. (laughs) I feel like we're in a car dealership commercial. (laughs) We swear we won't talk like this during the podcast. There's two things we love most in this world. Hallmark movies and Lacey Chabert. And we're breaking down all of your favorite Hallmark movies like... A Very Merry Mix-Up. Rocky Mountain Christmas. And the All of My Heart series. Tommy, please be my husband. So tune in every Wednesday. Today! Now first, it's probably no surprise that a lot of the names associated with the Christmas songs are a bit of a mouthful to pronounce, and Oh Holy Night was no exception. And after researching this song, I found out that this song had a lot of names I had trouble pronouncing, so at the end of this episode, check out the bloopers. Old Holy Night is a favourite song for a lot of people. It's Todd's and it's one of mine. But then again, I like a lot of the old Christmas songs. And up till now, we haven't discussed any of the religious ones. 
but that's not by choice. It's just that there are so many songs to choose from to showcase each month, so I'm very glad Todd gets us started with this one. Typically, it's a nice, soothing, and even meditative song that carries you on an audible roller coaster journey, and Todd's top five list highlights this very well. Then, just for fun, I'll follow it with my top four not-so-soothing versions. A Holy Night is one of the most well-known Christmas carols that reflects on Jesus' birth and the redemption of humanity. Written in 1843, but not premiered until 1847 in Rouge Morale in France, a small church had just had their church organ renovated, and to celebrate the event, Placide Capel, a local and respected wine merchant and poet, was approached by the church priest to compose a poem for Mass at Christmas time. Incidentally, he was well known as the man with one hand, having been shot by his friend in a childhood accident and had his right hand amputated. Inspired by the Gospel of Luke and what may have been like to witness the birth of Christ, he wrote Midnight Christians, or Minit Crejon in French, a very special poem which he thought would lend itself to becoming a song. But not being a musician, he approached his good friend and composer Adolphe Adam to come up with the music to go with the words. Adolphe was no slouch when it came to music, a prolific composer of operas and ballets. He is best known today for his ballets Gazelle in 1841 and Le Cossaire 1856, which was his last work. The song was called Cantique de Noël, O Holy Night, and was premiered by then well-known singer Emily Lurie at the Christmas Eve Midnight Mass in 1847, and it quickly became a firm favourite amongst other congregations. Both Placide and Adolf weren't men of the church. Some say Adolf was Jewish, but it can't be confirmed, and Placide had formally denounced the church to join the socialist movement. Years later, when church leaders found this out, they then refused to use the song in services, and even labelled the song message unfit and the song devoid of the spirit of religion. However, by this stage, the song had become a Christmas standard, not just in the church, but also to the wider public outside of the church, and even outside France. In 1855, Unitarian minister from Massachusetts, John Sullivan Dwight, editor of Dwight's Journal of Music, translated the song into English lyrics. Around the time of the American Civil War, the song took on a new meaning, as both Placide and John Dwight were strongly against slavery. In the Franco-Prussian War, otherwise known as the Franco-German War of 1871 on Christmas Eve, it is said a French soldier stopped fighting and bravely climbed out of the trench and started singing O Holy Night. Then the fighting stopped and a German soldier started singing a Martin Luther hymn. This caused a ceasefire for 24 hours and both sides observed Christmas. Yet another Christmas song bringing warring sides together at Christmas time. Did you know it was the first song ever broadcast live? In Massachusetts, Canadian inventor Reginald Fensenden was the early pioneer of radio broadcasting and claimed to have made the first ever transmission of voice and music. Fensenden alleges that on December the 21st, 1906, he broadcast a recording of Handel's Largo, followed by his own voice reading the Gospel of Luke and then a live rendition of O Holy Night on the violin. 
There is some dispute over whether this was in fact the first transmission of voice and song, with some suggesting Venison fabricated the story to place himself at a key moment in history. Others claim the broadcast was a Christmas miracle, and thus the radio was born. The song is still a favourite. So okay, maybe you already know that this song is pretty popular, and songfacts.com reports that A Holy Night beat Silent Night and Once in a Royal David City to be the most downloaded carol in the UK in 2009. Official Charts Company Managing Director Martin Talbot attributes the song's modern success to the prevalence of recordings from popular divas such as Celine Dion, Kathleen Jenkins and Mariah Carey. What is it about A Holy Night that makes it such a crowd pleaser? Some will argue that operatic score and extraordinary vocal range needed by the soloist make it a dramatically beautiful Christmas carol, but A Holy Night is more than just lovely music. The meaning behind the words turns our hearts to the reason why we celebrate Jesus' birth. Right now we get to Todd's top five list. Coming in at number five is InSync, a 1998 a cappella version. This takes the boy band out of its comfort zone and highlights their vocal harmony. And Todd says I'm admitting that the In Sync Christmas album is one of his guilty pleasures. Number four, Lauren Diagle, 2016. When Christ was born, Musically, it's stripped down and simple. No vocal tricks, just a wonderful voice shining. Now Todd's got this in at number four. I think it needs to be higher, but this is Todd's list, so we're going to go with the flow. Number three, Celine Dion, 1997. Musically, it's similar to Igor's version, however, Celeon uses her big, beautiful voice to fill in all the gaps left open by the arrangement. Number two, Mariah Carey, 1994. Todd says he likes the gospel feel of this version. I love the emphasis of the organ. Plus it's Mariah Carey and it's a Christmas song. That alone is enough. 
Honourable Mention, The Carpenters, 1978. This instrumental version is special to me because as a child, The Carpenters' Christmas Portrait was probably the most played Christmas album in our house, so it's not Christmas without it. I'm going to enter a honourable mention, and that is the Dick the Halls movie version. Kristen Chenoweth sings an a cappella version towards the very end of the song, and the crowd joins in. Her voice was made for this song. And number one, Josh Groban, 2002. Todd likes the background strings in the way the music takes its time and lets Groban's voice wash over the listener. And here is my top four list, in no particular order, of Oh Holy Night versions that aren't soothing. In fact, these are all rock or heavy versions of the song, which I thought I'd bring to your attention. So first up is Rob Halford. Rob Halford was, and is now currently again, the lead singer for Judas Priest. August Boone's Red. Some people will be familiar with this band and the versions of Christmas carols and Christmas songs that they've put together, and this is no different. Dream Theatre. I didn't know that Dream Theatre did Christmas songs. 
and I was quite surprised to have found this one. The Trans-Siberian Orchestra, the O Come All You Faithful and O Holy Night Combo. And of course, we can't go any further without listening to a young chap who sings a very delightful version of the song by the name of Eric Cartman. Eric Cartman can't seem to remember the words to Oh Holy Night. We're going to use a little shock therapy. I'm going to give one of you children this cattle prod, and if Eric forgets any words, just shock him a little, okay? Here you go, Kyle. Why don't you take it? Sweet! Okay, Eric, whenever you're ready. And, 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 no, Kyle, you can't shock him unless he forgets the words. Sorry, Mr. Garrison. the words, Eric. This Jesus was born and so we give praise. Eric. Okay, Eric, now we're going to do the French words. What? Now it's the Great Tinsel Tunes Battle Royale 2019. We are the righteous. We are the virtuous. And we will not back down. Shields up. Stand strong. It is time to prepare for battle. It's, it's time, time for, for the Great, great Tinsel Tunes, Tunes Battle 2019. 2019. This month it looked like to be another runaway month for one artist in particular. But in the last couple of days, he was pipped to the post. And so, the winner for this month is... 
It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas by Perry Como and the Fontaine sisters with 37% of the vote. Uh, just coming ahead of Green Sleeves by Vince Guaraldi with 35% of the vote. And Vince was leading the race all the way through right up until the last couple of days. And then Perry Como took over and took out the win. It's now time to find the contenders for April. Number one, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth, Spike Jones. Number two, please come home for Christmas, the Eagles. Number three, Amen, the Impressions. Number four, Monsters Holiday, Bobby Boris Pickett. Number five, I Saw Mummy Kissing Santa Claus, Jimmy Boyd. Number six, Jingle Bell Rock, Bobby Helms. Number seven, The Christmas Song, Nat King Cole. Number eight, Snoopy's Christmas, The Royal Guardsman. Number nine, White Christmas, Ben Crosby. And number ten, I Saw Mummy Kissing Santa Claus, John Mellencamp. So I'm not sure if I mentioned it last month, but I just want to highlight something about this this competition. Um, I took 100 songs and I put them into a randomizer and it randomized 10 songs for 10 months and that's how we come up with this list. So there's no personal injection and the songs will fall as the songs fall. So some months will have some big hitters up against each other and other months there might be songs that you've never heard of and it's a great way to find some new ones. So there's some big hitters in this one. So it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top. So don't forget, head over to our YouTube page to have a listen to these songs. Then head over to our website and place your vote. And remember, you can vote as many times as you'd like for as many songs as you like leading up to the 20th of next month, where in next month's episode, I will announce the winner and then also announce April's contenders. Oh, and before I go, I would like to announce another Christmas podcast that has been released. It's called The Christmas Book Review by Carrie Mercer. So far she has three episodes that she's released in quick succession and Carrie is reviewing books about Christmas, both fiction and non-fiction, old and new. Are you looking for a fun Christmas read? Because she can help you find it. Whether you're into the history of the 20th century Christmas traditions or you love a good Christmas murder or you're looking for that perfect picture book for your granddaughter, she's read them all and she can point you in the right direction. Just head over to iTunes and search for Christmas Book Review by Carrie Mercer. I believe that she'll be having some social links up soon, so keep an eye on our website, tinseltunes.com, or on our social medias at tinseltunes, and I'll announce those when she's released them. Happy reading. And that's it again. We've come to the end of another episode. And as usual, I would love your feedback on it. Please leave me a comment on the website or send me an email at tinseltunespodcast at gmail.com. As usual, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes and Google Play and Podbean as well as Play FM and we are now on Spotify. Don't forget, we're also very social. Just do a search for Tinsel Tunes on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. In fact, if you leave a review on any of those platforms, I will send you a sticker. It is not the only way to get a sticker, however, because you can buy them through the merch store, but if you leave a review, I will send you one for free. Thanks for listening, and as always, remember, be excellent to each other, and rock on. All music use is either royalty-free, Creative Commons licensed, or used for commentary under fair use, and no copyright infringement is intended. And all links to relative songs are on our website.
1855, Unitarian minister from Massachusetts, minister from Massachusetts, Massachusetts, Massachusetts. In 1855, Unitarian. Oh my God! In 1855, Unitarian. What is it about a holy night that makes it such a cloud? <laughs> cloud breezer. 